Welcome to Dire Trip, where we deep dive into all sorts of spooky, horrific, or just plain weird crimes, lawsuits, and strange happenings all over the world. Without further ado, let's get into today's story. Jeffrey Dampier won an Illinois lottery in 1996, getting himself a good $20 million. Everything was going well, until he started having an affair with his sister-in-law, that is. There are a lot of cautionary tales out there about people who play the lottery, win big, and end up ruining their own lives somehow. Sometimes, though, you have to be more careful about the other people you're associating with and how you associate with them. That point brings us to today's case. Jeffrey Dampier Jr., named after his father, was born in 1966 out in Chicago's West Side. He had a pretty normal upbringing, and eventually he went on to meet a woman who he would come to marry. In 1996, he decided to play an Illinois lottery. Much to his surprise, and to the surprise of everyone around him, he actually won. He ended up getting a fat $20 million. He was set for life. Not only would he never have to work another day in his life, he could spend that life living pretty large. From here on out, he was going to have an easy time. However, he wasn't just content to sit around for the rest of his life. He wanted to do something with that money. He bought himself a new house, but then also bought houses for pretty much everybody in his extended family as well. However, not all was good. He eventually divorced his wife and had to split the money 50-50. It wasn't long before he met another woman, though, named Crystal Jackson. He fell for Crystal pretty hard. After dating a while, they decided to get married. Then, two years later, they moved out to Tampa Bay in Florida's Gulf Coast. It seemed that Jeffrey was really just an honest man who wanted to do some good with his money. Unlike a lot of lottery winners, he didn't just go out and burn it all on drugs and parties and go broke over the next couple of years. He spent it on his family, he invested it, and he helped people. It seemed that he really did have good intentions, for the most part. Out in Florida, he decided to use his money to invest in a gourmet popcorn company that came to be worth about $20 million in itself. That company, based in Tampa Bay, was called Cassie's Gourmet Popcorn. It was located in the Channel Side Entertainment District. Shortly after this, Jeffrey and his wife Crystal decided to move Crystal's two sisters, Victoria and Terry, out to Florida to live with them as well. These two sisters were destitute. They had no money to their names whatsoever. So, Jeffrey ended up kind of taking care of the both of them. Not only did he take care of both of their finances, he continued to buy them lavish gifts as well. This is where things took an awful turn. Jeffrey began to take a particular interest in one of Crystal's sisters, Victoria. He paid for an apartment for her and started to give her more and more gifts over time. Not only was he married, but Victoria was also in a relationship at this point. She had gotten together with a man named Nathaniel Jackson. Nathaniel was angry and jealous due to Jeffrey's constant gift-giving. However, he was torn between his rage and his desire for more money and stuff. Victoria had no such qualms with it. She was more than happy to keep getting money and presents and didn't see anything wrong with it. It wasn't too long before Jeffrey and Victoria started having an affair and eventually sleeping together. Needless to say, Nathaniel was not cool with this. He started trying to turn Victoria against him, and it seems that after a while, he succeeded. The two started planning, scheming, even. 
they decided that they would rob Jeffrey for a good sum of money. They planned to hold him at gunpoint and take every bit of money that they could from him. So, on July 26th of 2005, Nathaniel and Victoria invited Jeffrey over to their apartment to get it done. They lied to him, telling him that they needed help fixing Victoria's car. Terry Jackson, Victoria's sister, was also there to participate. They all threatened Jeffrey with a gun and got him into his own van. This was when Nathaniel took out some shoelaces and tied Jeffrey's hands behind his back. They drove out to Southern Hillborough County. This is when things between them went south, both literally and figuratively. Nathaniel pulled out a gun and handed it to Victoria. This was when he delivered a line that would shake her to her core. Shoot him or I'll shoot you. This blew her mind. She didn't know that they were going to kill him. She thought that they were merely going to take him out to the country, threaten him, and get a big payday. Apparently, Nathaniel had other plans that she wasn't quite notified about. However, she could tell that her boyfriend was dead serious. She felt she had no choice. She put the gun up against the back of Jeffrey's head and fired once while Nathaniel and Terry sat back and watched. They apparently lost their cool as they fled and left Jeffrey there in his van, out in plain sight at the end of a dead-end street. Police soon connected the crime to Victoria Jackson and tracked both her and Nathaniel down, eventually finding them both out in Jacksonville. The two surrendered without a fight and were promptly arrested. Between 9.30, 10pm last night, we got information that these two fugitives were going to be at a relative's house, said the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office spokesman. We alerted the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, their deputies went out there. It was somewhat of an uneventful situation. We found Mr. Nathaniel Jackson coming out of the house. He was arrested. Miss Victoria Jackson was found in the backseat of the vehicle, and she was also arrested. Eventually, Nathaniel and Victoria were charged with first-degree murder. The trial soon came, and Victoria stood silently in the court. The jury found her guilty on all charges of the kidnapping and murder. The trial lasted for four days, but it only took the jurors two hours to find her guilty of first-degree murder, armed kidnapping, and armed carjacking. It was a pretty open and shut case. She remained silent as the judge sentenced her to life in prison for each of the charges, to be served consecutively. The jurors then left the courtroom. Victoria turned around to confront her mother, who was crying. For some reason, she said, Jeffrey forgives me. Sobbing, she shuffled out of the courtroom in silence, her hands and feet in chains. Jeffrey's father, Jeffrey Dampier Sr., a 61-year-old man at the time, was happy with the verdict. He felt that it was the best-case scenario. I think everything was correct, he said. I think the state did a good job. I'm very happy. I think my family is happy. Terry Jackson, though, was very disappointed with the outcome. She felt that Victoria was actually a victim, not Jeffrey. She said this was because Jeffrey had apparently been having a physical affair with her since she was 15 years old and he was 32. They knew she was just 15 when he started messing with her, said Terry. Where's the justice for her? Not only that, but she emphasized that Nathaniel was the one who threatened her and ordered her to pull the trigger. Victoria's lawyer, Kenneth Littman, asserted that she was caught between the two dominant men in her life. Jeffrey, who controlled her finances, and Nathaniel, who controlled her personal life. He said that Victoria was a deeply disturbed, traumatized individual. Back in Chicago, when she was only 15 years old, she found her own father hanging in his garage. After that, her life went pretty much downhill and she started using a lot of drugs. As a result of this, she dropped out of school as well. This was when Jeffrey moved her out and took an interest in her. 
This interest very soon developed into a physical relationship. The lawyer continued to assert that she suffered from battered spouse syndrome and that she didn't really have much of a will of her own by the time of the murder. The lawyer placed the blame entirely on Nathaniel, saying that he manipulated her all throughout the ordeal. He said that telling her that they were going to rob Jeffrey was a lie, that Nathaniel was motivated by pure jealousy and had planned to force Victoria to kill Jeffrey from the beginning. This isn't a robbery, he said. This is revenge. This is, I've had it with you. It was no secret to anyone that Nathaniel harbored a deep hatred for Jeffrey, first due to his financial support of his girlfriend and then due to their affair. Nathaniel didn't get off scot-free, though. He was also sentenced to life in prison on similar charges. This case ended up garnering some fame, and it was featured on several TV shows, including the Discovery Channel series Blood Relatives, the Oxygen series Snapped, Killer Couples, and the TV One series For My Man. This case really is an odd man out when it comes to lottery-related downfalls. I mean, usually the lottery winner ruins their own life. It's not often that their life is ended by someone else, even less often that they get murdered. So let this be a cautionary tale. If you ever do hit it big, be careful of who you associate and what they want out of you. And probably best not to have an affair with a 15-year-old. I mean, even if it doesn't lead to murder, it's not going to lead to anything good. Once again, this has been your host, Kyle. Thank you very much for listening to today's podcast episode. Feel free to look through my huge library of other stories if you found this one interesting, and be sure to be there for the next stories that come out each and every week. Have a good night.